So welcome to another Vireal USA podcast. That's Vireal as in Europa League champions. <laughs> this is Alan, <laughs> and I'm uh, joined um, on a lovely morning in, in Austria by Constantine, who is um, on Twitter anyway, as, uh, as uh, what, Austri- Austriano Groget, I think. Yes, that's right. Austrian yes. Groget. Yes. Hello, good morning. Yes, and uh, say since Austria won yesterday, Constantine should be in a pretty good mood. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm very happy at the moment. Yes, right, <laughs> it's true. Right, so so you're um, you're in Vienna, or is that right? Yes, that's that's correct. I live in Vienna my whole life, and yeah. So Quite nice here. Yeah. So so have you? Um, have you seen Villarreal play when we played the Vienna clubs in Europa? Yes. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, back in the days, I, I have not been in the in the city. Um, we played uh, Rapid Vienna twice, and both times I've, I've not been there, unfortunately. But I've been in Salzburg, uh, in Salzburg, I think you guess in I guess I guess you say in English, and in in. Um, Pilsen, um, the Czech club. We, ah, yes. I think 2015 we played them. So yeah, I've been to some VRL games. Excellent. Yes, and you, you've actually, unlike me, you've actually seen us win and you've seen us score goals. So those are good things. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so how did how did you become interested in VRL? Well, it's that's quite an odd story, I, I would say. Um, um, everything started back in 2010. I was nine years old um, at the World Cup. Uh, I, I collected as as uh, every every uh, year these. I don't know if you know that in the USA these Panini stickers. Do you know? Yes, that? yes, I've heard of. I've heard of. of them. Yes. Okay, but they, they they don't sell it in the US. So no, I don't. I don't think so. Or at least okay. we're not a very big market. So you so you get a, a phase of every player. And you can stick it in this book, and once you're finished, it's a great thing. And you know, and I don't know why, but I've kind of fell in love with uh, Giovanni dos Santos uh, <laughs> back in 2010. So at the beginning, I was a, a big Tottenham fan, and then a big uh, uh, Racing Santander fan, and then a big Mallorca fan, and then in the end, um, a big Villarreal fan when he. Uh, Became there, which was 2013, and yeah, uh, started following. Really good in his first year, and I don't know. Uh, I absolutely loved the club, and it was just yeah, it was just something so uh, unique, like this small club playing on such high level directly after promotion. Uh, I don't know, it just gave me kind of goosebumps. And Giovanni Dos Santos, he, he changed the clubs after two years. But I stayed a big fan of the club. And I don't really follow him anymore because he plays in Mexico now. But my love stayed in Real. <laughs> you can uh, call it like that. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, yes. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, I am going to ask you to take your um, your video off because it, because you're breaking up a couple of times, so I think that may be why. So we'll, uh, okay. we'll do that. Yeah. But well, that's, okay. well, that's great. I mean, Gio had that one terrific year for us, and he had that match against Valencia in particular, where yeah, he was, yeah, he scored twice, twice, I guess, and, wasn't it? Yeah, and and I don't know what happened. You know, he he did yeah. have an injury and and so forth. And of course, there were always rumors about his his work ethic not being that great. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know. I heard it as well. And he was a, a party guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, he That's somebody who was going out very much. <laughs> yeah, well, the irony was, of course, his brother, who was almost. Um, certainly got a lot less attention than than Gio did. I mean Jonathan was in you know ended up playing with us longer and in some ways was I think it, it really hurt us when we, when when he left. I I think he had a fairly unique role 
on the pitch that it took us some time to fill. Yeah, I would say so as well. Uh, I think Jonathan, yeah, was in the end you can say the yeah, I would say to the team. Yeah, over the I, I think Jonathan was even one year more. I think he was three years at the club. I'm right. not too sure anymore. Yeah, I can't. I don't remember. And and the other, of course, the other guy was um, the whole Mallorca thing with um, Jonathan. I mean, with uh, Gio and uh, Thomas Pina, who ended up playing. Mm-hmm. You know, scoring that scoring that goal against Napoli that we'll yeah. always remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember. That yeah. was cool. Yeah, it was yeah. quite some time ago. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was. Well, it's interesting, you know, 2010-2011 was when... Uh, oh. 2010-2011 was when um, the VRL USA um, blog really, well, we ended up on SB Nation, and that's when I joined, actually, was was that year. So that was quite a year for, for us with the, with the um, World Cup and then the... Uh, uh, really good season to qualify for, you know, qualify for uh, Champions League and get to the Europa semis. So I have really good memories of that year too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess uh, I can imagine it was. I have to admit this before my times, but as a as a proud fan of this club, I know what happened. Marco Senna won Cup de Villa in the national teams and stuff. Right, quite a nice time. Yeah, and I think the thing that was interesting about that Villarreal club um, was that you know we had Santi Cazorla, you know, before we we sold him, we had Connie, we had Neilmar, we had Rossi. I mean, we had a really it was a team that a lot of people were um, excited about, and I think that that was the when people talk about how this winning the Europa League sort of made up for some of the disappointments. I think that was the real disappointment um, with that team because when they were clicking, they played so well that, you know, but then they fell apart in the semis, in the first leg of the semis, and that was it, you know. Um, but uh, I went to Liverpool to see us play in the in the semifinal there. Oh, and, oh yeah, oh. yeah. And that, and, oh. but but you know that team was not was not as talented. I mean, the 2010-11 squad was was really um, really fun to watch and and a really really good team. Um, yeah, just uh, that's just what if you think there was a, uh, a team that was uh, maybe on the same level as back then. Or on the on the level uh, on the same level of excitement, maybe. Yeah, I think I think they were they were a really a really f- good team, really fun team to watch. But um, we did have some. We weren't that we weren't that deep in some positions, and that ended up hurting us in the end. I think. Um, mm. So yeah, so so you have been to Salzburg um, to see us play there. And uh, yes, yeah, I, I remember when we played. Uh, what year was that? Was that 2015, 16, whenever it was? When yes, we played there. Um, several uh, fans were uh, people were emailing us saying how we were going to lose and blah blah blah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and of course, this year fans couldn't go, but uh, it was still. I think in some ways they were they were one of our toughest opponents. Although I think we set up well um, against their style of play. Uh, yeah, firstly, that's quite funny because in Austria we actually say that Austria, that uh, Red Bull Salzburg doesn't have that many fans, but <laughs> that's a different story. Uh, yes. I think so as well. Uh, I remember this year, I think Salzburg and the second team was Nizza, where the two two opponents in the different pot that uh, nobody mm-hmm. had to get drawn to. And uh, we got Salzburg, who came at, at the moment came out of the Champions League and we have been quite in... in in 
fear, I would say. Um, but yeah, I think we handled it superbly. Well, we did. I think we, you know, we got a little lucky too with the suspensions of a couple of their players, but um, and but yeah. I think we, but I think we did. Um, I remember Zach saying he was pretty confident going into the match because of the way that the way that they play and the way that we play, we were set up perfectly to counter what they did, and that and that's how it how it worked out. So, but but I th- I think they were a team that um, you know we could find we could end up playing them in Champions League again. I mean they're they're in the draw, right? Yes, so. <laughs> could play it in the third time in in um, in in ten years, or not even ten years, in five years or seven years, uh, in a European competition. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's funny how those how those things work. Where it we've we've been drawn against. Well, you mentioned the um, Rapid and. Um, who is the other Vienna side that we played? We, we, it seems like we've been drawn against um, Austrian competition a fair amount in the Europa League, and then we've also had um, Czech competition a fair amount too. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's right. So yeah, it's uh, so it's uh, you know it wouldn't be surprising. Of course, we've played Napoli a couple of times. Um, you know, it, you, it, it is, and in the Champions League especially, once you get into the knockout rounds, it seems like there are certain pairings that just come up over and over. So one thing that's different, yeah. this, one thing that's different for us this time is that we're almost, I think, Garrett, we have a really good chance of drawing an English side because that second pot has a bunch of Spanish teams in it that we can't be drawn against, so... It, we we may end up playing Manchester United again too. Oof, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I I I think um, whatever team we play against, it's in the end it's the Champions League. You know, it's gonna be tough, tough. And I hope, I really hope we can survive somehow the the group phases and yeah. maybe get into the last sixteens. Yeah, I think it's, I think fantastic. It, it would be. I think it's. I think it is going to be tough because you've got. I mean, we are in the first group, but really the the way the draw goes, it's that second group that has yes. all the strength in it. So you're going to get drawn against one of those. You know, whoever you get in that out of that second group is going to be favored to win the group, mm-hmm. really. So then it becomes how you do against the the teams from the other pot and that comes down to a bit of luck and who you draw, but also you have to set yourself up to, to take maximum points off, off those, you know, if you, I mean, yeah, as we saw, smaller. From, as we saw, Unai Emery is, a, is a really good at these sorts of things. So, um, at least you don't have to worry. I mean, in the Europa league, Many times the trick for getting out of the group stage is managing your club, and and so you you try to prioritize qualifying in such a way as you don't use all your best players in every match. But in the Champions mm-hmm. League, it's different. I mean, you're going to be you're going to be putting out your strongest lineup every chance you can. So, yes, I think so too. <laughs> It'll be um, I'm quite interested to see um, how Una Emery is going to handle the situ- situation. Um, if he's going to put his focus on the Champions League or maybe if he sees that it is not going to work out in the Champions League, maybe try to gain the third place somehow or just focus completely on La Liga if it if the group is just too hard or something, I don't know. I'm I'm very excited to see that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I am too. I think it'll be. I think it'll be very interesting to see how it how it works out. Um, we've historically, when we, I mean, we've we've had some really good adventures in the Champions League. Our last trip there wasn't so good, but. Um, I think it'll be, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. And as we've, 
said on a number of podcasts, the thing about the league is that it's much better in the middle range, you know, the, the sort of um, four through ten places than it used to be. So you can't, you do have to take it more seriously now than you than you did in the days when you could just concentrate on finishing third. Um, uh, it's going to be it's going to be hard to it's going to be hard to um, do that. But and Emory generally seems to be very good or or best at the um, the knockout type competitions. So we'll see how it works out. But I I think it's going to be very exciting to have Champions League football in Villarreal again. Yes, I think so too. Yeah. Have, this, this small little town is gonna it's gonna burn. <laughs> it's gonna have a fun time. <laughs> you could say. Have have you um have you been to Villarreal? Have you been to the ground um, at all? Yes. Uh as uh, I've also been in two thousand fifteen. I've been there when we played uh, Real Madrid. Ah. Um <laughs> we actually won uh one nil thanks to get the goal of um, Roberto Soldado, I think it was in the ninth minute, and wow, was I think my my favorite trip of all time. Yeah, yeah, and it was absolutely fantastic. And and actually, in 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 three weeks of time, um, I'm gonna go there as well. Oh, great! Yes, for one month. Uh, funny, finally, I got uh, a job at Villarreal, and I'm extremely looking forward to that. Oh, excellent! Is this is yes. this is this one of the um, internship type things? Yes, yes. exactly. The talking. Yes. I'm gonna do something with international relations uh, relationships and marketing and stuff like that. Yes, yes. Well, we've had a um, lot of we've had a lot of really good people come through that. Um, in fact, uh, Aaron. Oh, really? Yeah, Aaron Ruiz, who's in Los Angeles. Um, did did that and he's going to be doing some um social media stuff for Villarreal USA I think and then um oh Joseph Cabra who is in Miami he did he did an internship there and he ended up um he did, he started off doing the podcasts with me a, a couple of years ago but then he got hired by Inter Miami so <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah so he actually um <laughs> He's a little busy now. Okay. <laughs> you know, Dave, David Beckham pays him better than I do. Let's just say. <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> um, and uh, and I mean, there there are a lot of others. Um, Maurits from from the Netherlands, who I met when I was in uh, went to England for the for the Liverpool match. Um, I think he he was there for some time also, and. And uh, yeah, it's been a really great, it's been a really great uh, thing for for the interns. I think it's been a really good thing on your resume. But then it's uh, been great for the club too. And uh, and it's and it doesn't hurt that we then got a bunch of people that we can call on for <laughs> helping us with this, that, and the other thing. So that's great. So, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely looking forward to it. Yeah, that should that should be good. That should be yes. good. Yeah, so so you weren't able to go to Poland for the final, but I so no, I, no, no so, fortunately not. No, nope. so, so you watched it on TV along with the rest of us. Mm. Yeah, but what were you doing during those penalties? Oh, I was actually uh, on my knees, I think, <laughs> one meter away from the television and just praying. <laughs> I think that it was, was, uh, was uh, it was quite horrific, I have to admit. I, I, I didn't enjoy it, let's, let's say it like that. <laughs> I, I, During the penalties, I really did not enjoy it. You're right. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the last one, <laughs> but the, yes, um, yes, of yeah, course, of course, <laughs> yes, but the uh, but other than that, it was it was quite astonishing, and um, I I think the I remember saying to somebody that you know well I hope it doesn't go to extra time and penalties just because 
it's it's a hard way to determine a winner but but really i think the the two teams were were pretty evenly matched it wasn't like one team um you know, basically played the other one off the pitch, but their goalkeeper had an incredible performance or something like that. So in a way it felt like, um, if there was, if there was going to be a winner, I guess that was as good a way as any to settle it. So, but, uh, it certainly gave every, gave everybody a thrill. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, like with an uh, ob- ob- objective view, um, I think it wasn't the greatest game. At least my friends told me that, who haven't been fans of any club of these uh, when I watched with them. Um, yeah, but like a penalty shootout like that is always something, something extremely special. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've I've never seen something like it. Twenty-one penalties in a row crazy i know i mean i think uh, 22 penalties on target is just astonishing to me and the um i think that's the thing that everybody's going to remember for a long long time is that is that the after 120 minutes of play that everybody was so focused and and whatnot that it it was a it was a tremendous performance from from the people taking the penalties it was just astonishing and I don't know when I mean there certainly have been shootouts that have gone around um, you know taken a long a long time and and somebody was mentioning one that I think it was a women's World Cup that ended up going a second time around so maybe the each team ended up taking 13 or 14 penalties but maybe mm. the final score was like nine to eight it wasn't it wasn't like all of them were on target or anything Um I was just astonished at the I think I was really proud of the way we of the way we played because I think we after the first 5 minutes or so we seemed to be fairly confident and comfortable in what we were doing. We didn't play there were things that we didn't do as that well, yeah, but you're playing Manchester United, you know. <laughs> they, they, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it yeah, was, it was for certain that they would have to make the the play or the, the game, if you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. um, um, I don't know, um, on, on paper, I think they had um, uh, a market value which was three times higher than, than our squad. So I think they have... It's um, um, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to admit that they have the better football players. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, in the end... Not the the players win, but the team wins. So that's, that's exactly right. Um, that's exactly right. And we were better in in this case. Yeah, I think the I think the thing that was the only thing that I felt that we didn't do terribly well or didn't do as well as we would have liked was that I know I think losing not having Samu was a real. Um, problem for us because it meant that Gerard really couldn't we really didn't have a whole lot to uh, to to link him up with and he he did a he did an excellent job but he he played more he had to to play more defense than I think he had mm-hmm. <laughs> he had anticipated um, yeah yeah that's right um, and actually I was kind of surprised that uh, Carlos Barker was was starting in front of Paco Alcacer Yes. Um, yes. But uh, what I also wanted to say is, I think that uh, Jeremy Pino played instead of of Samu, um, mm-hmm. and I think he's done his job quite well. I, I would say, for an eighteen-year-old, he's been very good. I would right, say. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I think that the I think overall the team this year it. It, it will be interesting not only to see Champions League football, but assuming that we get fans back in the stands, you know, fairly soon, and and we're able to start the league calendar at the at the time when we'd like to and everything, it'll be it'll be the first real normal year in three years, in three seasons, and. 
I think part of what happened with the team this year was that a lot of it, Emery was sort of trying to figure out a combination that would work because, I mean, he came in, didn't have that much time to know all the players and, and know everything. And, and so I think he probably, um, there were definitely things that worked and things that didn't. Um, so let, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk to you about the whole um, Paco Baca thing and kind of and what you think we might be looking to do for next year in terms of reinforcements and changes since, since you brought that up. Okay. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, so as it happened, I um, I put something up on our site earlier about um, about this, and I was going back and looking at the statistics for Paco, and I think we tend to forget because it was so early in the year. But you know, he and Gerard got off to a really good combination together, and then once Paco was injured, and he was basically gone for two months given that it was over the holiday break and everything. Uh, it just wasn't the same afterward. And, I mean, what do you, what did you think about, about him? And do you think it was just a lack of confidence that he'll come back better next year? Or is it going to be a Gio Dos Santos one year and that was it? <laughs> um, yeah. It was quite odd, actually, Paco Alcácer. Um, since it, it was actually like that. Since the injury, before that, before the injury, it was it was fantastic. I remember, but since then, it was quite hard for him. And uh, yes, I think it was. It has, it has something to do with his confidence. I actually, I think since January, I just remember um, one goal of him, um, and it was against Salzburg. Um, but other than that, I, I really I don't remember one. And I think um, what could have been the reason for his um, confidence issues um, would be the, his penalty kicks. It, I think he took two or three penalties um, this season and missed them all. And maybe that could have been the reason. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what happened. Maybe it was a kind of Giovanni dos Santos season, yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 at least I don't hope um, for him. And and I've seen one. I think it was seven days, ten days ago. Um, that Villarreal is interested in um, Gonzalo Gedesh from Valencia. Um, they want to change Paco Alcácer with him, and I think pay some 5 million euros extra for him or something. And I, I'm not too sure what I what I think about it. Um, I guess Gedesh yeah, um, is, is more of a winger than yeah. a striker. I know he played as a striker now for Valencia, but for me he's more of a left winger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would not be a, a, a place-to-place change, like one-on-one. Um, right. Yeah. I... Yeah, and I th- I think the that when that came up, I mean, we had a lot of discussion on the side about it. I haven't seen much of anything recently about it, so I'm kind of wondering if it if it was more speculation than anything else. And then I've seen that you know the club is basically this shouldn't surprise anybody um, is is essentially buying Baca out of the last year of his contract, so. He'll be able to go back to Colombia and and finish up his career there, I would think. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, and then, yeah. so that's so that's an interesting one. And then and then um, 
uh, of course, Cedric Bakambu has been very open about how he'd like to come back to Villarreal after his Chinese contract runs out. And, you know, that's a that's a tough one, too, because uh, I, we certainly saw how effective he could be um, with Villarreal. But he's played in a league for several years now. It hasn't exactly demanded a whole lot of you. So, you know, we'll have to... Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. I mean, I, I like him a lot. I think he's, I think he's, uh, if he's still got the, still got the speed and still got the, um, still got the ability to, to, he's one of those players that creates a lot of chances and he finishes some of them as opposed to a player who gets one chance a game and converts it. Um, you know, he's, he's a really active, active, um, striker. So I kind of, I'd like to see him back, but I, I kind of think that Paco and Gerard are going to be the the main two. Yeah, I I, I think so as well. I think Paco will stay. Um, I wanted to say something about Paco. Uh, it's this clause of him buying him out of his contract is two hundred and fifty thousand pounds, if I'm not uh, dollars. Uh, euros, sorry, yeah. euros. Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm not uh, wrong now, I think that's the right thing to do. Uh, I've never been a, a, a Baka fan. He scored some some nice goals for us. I have to admit that, but I think he's too old now. He doesn't really have the team anymore. Um, and yeah, and uh, Bakambu. Um, if I'm not completely wrong now, I think he's got a contract. Till January, January uh, 2022. Do you know that? Or? Yeah, I think that's correct. Although I did, yeah. I did see, I did see one article that said, and I don't know enough about the Chinese league to know, but there was some discussion about the Chinese league stopping sooner or being interrupted or something, and I assume it had to do with there was a COVID outbreak in 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 a city there. And some feeling that maybe he would be able would be available sooner. But realistically, I think I think if he signed for us in you know even if it were December or or if or January, um, I doubt that he's going to be in peak La Liga playing condition right away. But you know who knows? Um, I think we'd I think we'd. Uh, he he's he's a player that could definitely help us, and we'll see if if we could if we could get him sooner or not. Are there any players that you see in um, in Austria or in other in other European leagues that you follow that we ought to be? I guess I'm thinking particularly about strikers, but is there any, anybody out there that that you think of as somebody we might be going after? Ooh, um, ooh, difficult. Yeah, I think in, in you mentioned Austria. There's only one club, uh, which is Red Bull Salzburg, uh, where um, which has got the kind of level that that we have as we are. So yeah, there's parts on Daka, who is a fantastic striker. I don't know Salzburg every year has got one striker that's phenomenal. Last year it was Erling Haaland and you know what became of him mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah but apart from dark I think he's gonna gonna go to the Premier League but um, um, other than that there have been some some other rumors uh, um, for VRL there's been I think since last year as well uh, Deo Lufeo from from uh, Udinese, and I'm not too sure what the other ones have been in last in the in the recent recent weeks or recent days. Um, um, but um, I, I I don't think uh, I have no striker really who I would say this is a VRL striker at the moment. Yeah, I I'm not sure either. One of the things that the French league is is definitely going to be a place where people are shopping because the uh, Ligue 1 lost their TV contract, I guess it was, because of the pandemic and the season um, being canceled or whatnot. And so they 
a lot of the teams there are are looking for money not not all of them but but uh but um obviously Paris Saint-Germain are not and probably Lyon and Marseille are are okay but I think most of the other clubs in the in the first division are probably going to be looking to sell players and and they've really become almost a development league anyway it it seems like over the last five or ten years so I don't know that league well okay. enough but I but you know remember, remember we got uh, Ekambi from there um, Bakambu even though we got him from a Turkish club had had uh, had come from France so mm. I just keep wonder if we aren't looking at, at, at people there um, and the other uh Rumor I've seen was um, what's his name Harit from Schalke that who got yes, relegated. Yes. Yeah, and apparently we were interested in him uh, a year ago, and um, now that Schalke have been relegated, there's a thought that maybe he'd be he'd be available for less or something. But you know, hard to know. I mean, it, it's definitely the fact that we have Champions League football um, next fall is a plus in terms of recruiting players um i think that's i'm definitely mm-hmm. a lot easier to sell somebody on coming to Villarreal and playing in the champions league than in the conference league or whatever it was but um you know there's a lot of there's a lot of uh people out there looking i think our finances are probably in better shape than than some um than than many actually but but yeah. I think though I don't think we're going to go crazy spending money because the last time we did that it didn't work so well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, was it what I wanted to say? Um, I've, I've watched many Bundesliga German Bundesliga games. Uh, I'm sure about Amina Harid. Um, he's a fantastic player. But his problem is his mentality, um, and I don't know if if we, um, as VRL, want this somebody who doesn't really want to play. But maybe he just didn't want to play for Schalke anymore. I don't really know. Um, yeah, I think the price is uh, it's gonna be decisive how much the price is um, if they want if they demand I don't know twelve fifteen million. I don't think VRL would buy him. Mm. If it's under ten million, I think there's a, there's a good chance. And as well, uh, another rumor in the recent days has been um, Francis Coquelin, um sending him over to Marseille mm-hmm. to Alvaro Gonzalez, <laughs> uh, <laughs> our former player, right. and um, maybe uh, the the everlasting rumor of bringing back uh, Sambo Anguissa, which would be yeah. Very exciting, I would say. Yes, and, and and again, I don't know. Well, of course, he had a very good season on a team that wasn't very good, or you know, got relegated. Um, when you when you're in Villarreal, you probably already know, but you know Thomas McElroy that you'll be working with in Villarreal, right? He he's a big Fulham fan as well as Villarreal. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I know that actually. Yeah, he's he had. Um, He's been through some ups and downs with Fulham the last few years, but um, I keep telling him he should. He needs. We need to involve him in in the negotiations <laughs> or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, 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 I don't know what the. You know, you never know what the clauses are in in, in players' contracts. Um, Zombo was what priced at twenty five million um, when we had him on loan before that was his buyout right and i don't know that we would i don't know what what his situation is now that fulham are relegated but i also know that there are other teams that would be interested in him so yeah yeah definitely yeah. definitely yeah um i think there are many premier league clubs who have seen him play i think yeah. he took i've seen a statistic that he uh had the most successful dribblings in the whole Premier League, or something stupid like that. I don't know. Yeah. As a as a defensive midfielder, uh, which was quite funny, actually. I thought. Um, yeah. Well, he does give he does give you and and we saw it when he played for us under Calleja that he he um, 
he's a defensive midfielder, but he, they can give you, uh, he can carry the ball. He can, he can, you know, he scored in the, uh, uh, against Avar there. He's, he's, uh, he can do a lot of things and he's, and he's a very, um, he's not afraid to get stuck in, as they say in England. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, good, good physical player, which is, which is good. Kokola, I think, um, he had a tough start to the season and had, had some injuries. He seems to be an injury prone player, but, um, boy, he played well against, uh, Arsenal and Man United. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's quite, that's true. Um, I think the, the injuries have always held him back kind of, mm-hmm. it's always quite mm-hmm. unfortunate. I think he had four injuries this season and never never really could get going um, yeah yeah that's uh, quite tough that's quite but yeah tough. i liked him as well when when he was fit i, I mm-hmm. quite enjoyed him yeah yeah i think it'll be um it'll be interesting to see what what uh, sorts of moves get made over the over the summer um obviously i think the other there's always been i mean for three years now there's been discussion about Samu um, moving on but I think the fact that between the fact that he had his his injury late in the season and also the fact that teams don't have as much free cash as they did because of the pandemic I you know I, I don't see him moving anywhere this summer um, but he's he's always one that people talk about and then you know, Pau Torres, of course, is somebody else, but Pau, I don't see why he would leave, given we've got Champions League football in his hometown. Um, I don't see that as as a real happening thing either, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, if he has a tremendous Euros, who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in fear with Pau. Um, I actually he doesn't have good Euros, so he stays with us, or he doesn't attract any big teams from from England or something. Yeah. But um, of course, on the other uh, on the other hand, I wish him the best of luck in the Euros, our right. our little boy. Yes, <laughs> and as well as well as Gerard Moreno, uh, I hope he can have a. I hope they can have a great impact on the Spanish team. I hope so too. I think you know it could be one of those things where, um, and this this has happened before, and, and where um, you know it could be that that Powell will, you know, say a big EPL team come in for him. It could be Virial will basically say, you know, you can have him next year, but we want one more year out of him, kind of thing. That that's that could happen. Um, I mean, I know that the club wouldn't stand in his way, but I also don't see him as being somebody who's wanting to leave either for, for obvious reasons. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. It's a, it's, it's always the, the thing about following a club like Villarreal is, is that you do have to um, always accept that your, your players who are with you for a long, long time are, are pretty rare and they're, and they're generally, um, I mean, Bruno was an exception because he was, he was a, an international player um, who could have moved elsewhere and didn't. Um, but you tend to get players like uh, Joe Mecosta, for example, for you know played with us for ten years, and um, that's great. But he was never somebody you never heard a lot of transfer rumors about him or teams coming in for him. He was an excellent squad player. And, and I think, uh, you know, he was kind of a fan favorite on our site, I think too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but, uh, but you know, it's, it, yeah, with power, it may, it may be, it may be different because he's such a fantastic talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at him if he if he was gonna leave because because he has got such a bright future and has uh, he has the potential to play for the biggest clubs in Europe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, um, I think Villarreal are going to be are going to get a good amount of money for that as well if he leaves, and everybody is kind of happy, I guess. Yeah, if he I, would leave, if, yeah, yeah. I, I just I think it's probably. I think you have to accept that that he will at some point, um, and it's just a question of of when and and for how much money. Because at some point, I mean, even though he's a he's local boy and and all of that and and grown up in the club pretty much still as a as a as a professional player you're if you're being told that you can play for one of the biggest teams in the world you know and 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 so and so on i mean quite apart from anything else i mean you're what you as an athlete you want to prove yourself against the best you know you want to you want to keep going up the ladder yeah, in, of terms of, in terms of in terms of what you're trying to do so yeah I think at some point it will happen I think the I think the fact that we made it to Champions League and and uh, won the Europa League probably increases our chances of keeping him this year um, but I suspect next yeah. year um, especially if the pandemic gets um, under control enough that that leagues are essentially back to their teams can now budget because they know, they now know what to expect in terms of television revenues and, and uh, sponsorship and things like that, that it, it's been a little difficult. I think they will probably, um, there'll be teams with a lot, a lot of money to throw at him, I think. So, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. In one or two years, I think we will not have him. Yeah, but you know, I think we can, we can call ourselves lucky if we have him for another year. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's just—it's—it's it's really quite astonishing, isn't it? Because he was—he was a player who was, you know, decent for our for our Cantera, but you know, he wasn't called up for he was he didn't he wasn't a Spanish. Youth international was he? I don't think so. I don't I think so. Don't think so either. No, I, I don't think so. I think he. I think he basically. Um, the first I really heard of him was the was, uh, I guess the before the year before we sent him to Malaga. It was like he was playing in the B team, and it was like, okay, this guy's kind of kind of shows a that he's a prospect, but then. When he we sent him on loan to Malaga, he was just incredible apparently, and everybody was like, "Wow!" <laughs> and then he mm. and then he comes, you know. So it's it's just a meteoric rise, um, and uh, it's great. But but you know, you you uh, you have to enjoy those sorts of talents while you can, and and I think for Virial, that's always something that we've been good at. Um, whether it's a, an older player who needs a change of scenery to maybe do better, or whether it's a youngster that we say, you know, wow, this is pretty, this guy can, can, can do it for us. Um, I was reading an article about um, Rodri and, and the comment was that Virial pretty much, saw that he had something that they could that they could use and they could develop and other other scouts were looking at him saying why why is Villarreal playing this guy so much he makes mistakes and everything you know what what, what do they see in this guy well now they know (laughs) (laughs) know? (laughs) Um, and we got we got a couple of nice years out of him we didn't get as many we I think we would have liked to have had a little more I'm sure yeah but we got it was 20 million wasn't it yeah 20 million yeah Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, 20 million. And then, and then, uh, he got sold on for what, 50 or something. And so we got a little bit of, that. Nah. I can't remember what it was anyway. Um, yeah, you, you, you basically, um, you enjoy wa- watching these players develop and you enjoy watching them, uh, in, in yellow when you can, and you, you kind of accept that most of them are going to be moving on at some point. So. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's, it's really been nice to talk I to you. I think we can be happy that we've got such a fantastic... Um, sorry. No, go ahead. Wait, one, 
Well, one more thing. I think we uh, can be happy that we've, as VRR fans, have got such a great uh, youth academy. Yes. Yeah. It's where so many uh, players come um, mm-hmm. into the first team and 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 be regulars, and in the end, they um, get some money into the into the club. Right. And well, when we were relegated, you know, that was the one thing that Senior Raj said was that we he said you know we we have we have to sell some players which we did you know but he said i'm not going to cut the cantera budget because that's our future you know we we need to we need to keep we need to keep spending money there and mm-hmm. and that's what we i did. think that what that was a good decision yes yes and the thing that i um that i am impressed by too is the the, it's it's the the quality of the players, but it's also just the quality of the people that come out of it. I, I you know everybody you yeah. talk to, um, you know guys like Manu Trigueros who and uh, Rodri. In fact, is he's defending what I, I don't want to say it's his dissertation, but it's some sort of it's some sort of thing for his degree at the University of Castellon that he's that he's finishing up. And uh, you know one of the things that is really uh, important for the Cantera is that, yeah, these kids play play football, but they also do their studies and everything, and that's that's really that's really good. I mean, I've, there was a documentary on the Cantera about four or five years ago, and I don't know that I still have a copy of it. It was on Spanish TV, and it was like a Field of Dreams kind of thing, and it was really cool because you because you saw. I mean, they they showed you everything down to the people washing all the <laughs> all the kids' clothes. Oh, and everything. really? <laughs> yeah, it was really quite something. Um, and and what you realize too, of of course, is how Villarreal, being a small town, um, the 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 club is a big employer in that small town because yes, when you, when you yes, look I at know. when you look at all of that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you'll see that when you're when you're there. So. Yeah. yeah yeah well we should probably wrap it up because it's getting it's getting late for me um, <laughs> but, yeah but it's been really it's been really fun to talk to you and um, thank you very much for having me oh you're welcome and it'll be uh, we'll have to keep in touch you'll need to let me know when you land in in Virial or like well, expect yes. pro- yeah so and uh, we'll um, definitely keep in touch and you'll really enjoy uh, working with the people there because I think all of us that have been over there that have, that have met um, the people on the Juan Anton and all the, um, the English language um, people, um, they're just all great. And, and I think you, I think you'll really enjoy it. And I know you'll have a really good experience there. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. So, so when is it? You you you'll be there before the season starts or during the first part? Yes, of the season? yes. Uh, the whole of July. Oh, so okay. Excellent. All right. Two weeks. Two. Yeah. 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 Great. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And uh, and keep in touch. And meanwhile, end of Anvirial. <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much. And yes, end of on. <laughs>